Welcome to the SpyFi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we just finished many episodes of <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty. So I thought we would finish it off with one more micro dot. We are talking today about the book Sea Stories, My Life and Special Operations by Admiral William H. McRaven, U.S. Navy, retired. Oh, Admiral McRaven. Okay, yes. Yes, you may remember him from last episode. President Obama made fun of him for forgetting a tape measure. <laughs> he led the assault on the Osama bin Laden compound. Well, he didn't lead it. He commanded it. But he wrote a book about his life as a Navy SEAL. So I guess he's more like a commando than a spy. But we can cover him anyway. I recommend you check out the book. It's on Overdrive or you can give him money. I mean, it served our country. So at least you could do is buy his book. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm not going to cover everything from the book. Go check it out if you want more details. But we'll jump right in. So he begins with a story about living on a base, on a military base. Because obviously he comes from a military family. And as a child, him and his friends decided to go on their own spy mission to break into an ammo depot that was <laughs> elsewhere on the base. Terrible idea. Well, he didn't present it that way. They're like, okay, I'm James Bond and you're Napoleon Solo and you're someone else from the 60s. Nice. And we're going to go on a mission to the enemy base, which was an ammo depot. Okay. And it was guarded by two fences. And the way they got over the fences was with planks of wood that they were like pile to make a, like a ramp okay. and then put them again over so they could just crawl over the top. Ah, all right. So Billy, as he was called at the time, was the only one to make it over. <laughs> he gets over the side of the fence yeah. and he takes two steps and then the sirens start going on. <laughs> and there's a voice that's like, attention, attention, you are in a restricted compound. Oh, geez. And you can be killed for being in there. Yeah. And, he, and they knew that, but they did it anyway. Because uh, men make bad decisions. That's why we don't live as yeah. long. As so they put the planks up, and he scrambles, he scrambles, and he scrambles. He fall, gets back over, they escape. But he realizes he left his toy pistol, his toy oh, Roy no. Rogers plastic pistol behind. Oh. Mission failure, but no agents captured. Whatever. So he gets back home, and a couple of days later, his dad comes up to him and says, Billy... We understand that something happened at the ammo depot on the base. They think some local kids did it. Do you know anything about it? Uh-huh. And Emma McRaven's like, I'm ashamed to say that I lied to my father. And I said, <laughs> it wasn't me. I don't know anything. Oh. And his dad is like, I'm sorry, to, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, you can go. So Billy goes to his bed and in the bed, pulls the curtains back. And there's the plastic pistol oh. on the pillow. Should have told the truth, Billy. I, but it's not like he's like, and then my dad beat me with a rubber hose or anything like that. I'm sure he got grounded or something. Yeah, he got he got in trouble, needless to say. Yeah. Okay, so fast forward a little bit, joins the military, joins the Navy SEALs. I won't give you all the details about Navy SEAL boot camp. There's Netflix shows and YouTube videos. You can check that out if you're so inclined. But a couple of things that happened that were crazy was they were like, you're going to suffer until people quit. So, like, for example, they would have, like, 30 guys go into the water, the Pacific Ocean. This was in California. Uh, They'd be like, you're staying in that water until five of you quit. Ooh. That's tough. Yeah. Becomes a Navy SEAL. Everything's happy. And Uh they they have a a demonstration of Navy SEAL capabilities at this, like, it's on the water, but there's also, like, bleachers. So, like, their families are there to see them. So... 
they're on a helicopter and they're supposed to repel out of the helicopter, but something oh. goes wrong and oh, no. the helicopter crashes into the water. Oh, geez. If you follow the news, you may be aware that soldiers are killed in training accidents all the goddamn time. Maybe sometimes even more than combat, depending on Ooh. the time period. Right. So, so first he almost drowns because he's like stuck under the under the helicopter. But then yeah. when he surfaces, he looks and the helicopter's like coming oh, towards yeah. him. You want to get out of there. It's, it's like something out of a movie. Yeah, actually, going back to something that's uh, I've talked about in my in I guess your our other your other podcast. Mm-hmm. I went to space camp, and one of the things you do in space camp is you go over to the aviation challenge, which is like the fighter pilot version of space camp, and you do it's a simulated drop of a helicopter into the water, and you're supposed to escape the like tube that's like supposed to the helicopter, and. You, you get out before like the thing goes down and I told you like, all right, the one big thing that's different than an actual helicopter crash in this in, is that you would want to get out even quicker because the helicopter will flip over because of the rotors. Is that safe? How, do you, how does that work? We have life vests on. <laughs> Dude, life jackets on. If you get caught underneath something that's sinking. You also have trained swimmers there too to help you out if you oh, actually get goodness. And it's sinking very... It's also not just sinking it's also being let down by a crank so it's timed but it's still a cool experience that does sound really cool and if you're a kid i bet it's like super intense oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> okay so back to admiral mcraven he's in the navy seals for a while and then this is like something out of a movie he gets a letter from the president whoa or his team i guess yeah. and he says there was a plane that crashed in 1948 carrying u.s navy personnel and it crashed in the wilderness of canada and we were never able to find it. We want you to go and find it. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So they fly up there and they're hanging out in this Canadian city, mm-hmm. which has like a German style beer garden. So they're hanging out there. Uh, which city? I don't remember. Sorry. Okay. I don't have it written down. So they meet a couple of locals and the locals are total doubters. They're like, you're never going to find that cane. Lots of people are trying to find it. And you won't either. So they go up there and they're like staying in tents in like the tundra or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's a part where Admiral McRaven wakes up and one of his fellow soldiers is like, there's something out there. There's something <laughs> out, outside on that tent. I hear right. it walking around. I heard it. So I was like, is it like Bigfoot? Does, does Canada have Bigfoot? I thought that was more of the Pacific Northwest. Wendigo. Something. Yeah. But they never find it. They never find any tracks. Okay. They find a lake and they're like, wait a second. Maybe this was frozen a lot. Oh. Maybe maybe it's under it. They go and look and they find the plane. They do find it. It's under the icy lake. And Ooh. it's a big ceremony. They bring some of the families of the men who died. They fly them up to Canada to come and see it. McRaven led a memorial service at the gravesite because he realized it would probably be the last time that anyone would ever go there. Because I guess it's like really out there. I mean, you know what that <laughs> sounds like to me. What? That sounds like trying to find Steve Rogers' plane. Sure. And then they thought him out. You know, mm-hmm. the plane was thought out. Sure. So at the end of the service, this is crazy. Listen to this. The Graven is people saw nine orbs in the sky that yeah. kind of described them as like flares. Uh-huh. He said they stayed for about 15 minutes and then went up into the sky. And then they were told later that there is a legend about spirits that find the way for deceased souls. Oh, whoa. That's crazy. McRaven is a religious guy. He mentions that. Okay. But he never mentions believing in ghosts. Huh. So. Wow. Other stories, McRaven took down an Iraqi tanker just before the 1991 Gulf War. Wow. 
So again, it's like something out of a movie. They land the commandos on the plane. Um, they they take over the bridge. They do like the I am the captain now thing. Uh, the Craven <laughs> okay. described the shipmaster as, quote, like Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> and one of his fellow soldiers was attacked by an axe-wielding sailor, but instead of shooting him, hit him with the butt of his, his gun. So no wow. one got killed. Uh, McRaven comments on war. He says, quote, war gives your life meaning. To the warrior, peace gives no meaning. Peace was meant for some people, but probably not for me. <laughs> wow. Any thoughts? That's that's a pretty badass quote. <laughs> well, it's, it's just interesting because you can ask soldiers. They're like, soldiers train and they want to fight. But yeah. they don't want also want, don't want to fight too much because, like in Band of Brothers and stuff, they're like, "Ah, get me out of here! Right. I've done my part." I, I guess some some people wanted some some people don't. Who's to say? More stuff about accidents. He says accidents are more dangerous than war. That was his opinion. All right. Uh, so there's a part where he was almost drowned while he was training because something they do a lot in the Navy SEALs is they have boats, like these, right. these like tiny little boats that don't hold together very well. So they they're in a boat and it gets flipped. He almost drowns, so that's bad, but also fairly normal. But this is bad, okay? Huh? He severely messed up his lower back and legs in a parachute accident. Oh. So, like, the, the, the thing got wrapped around his legs, and... Oh, no. When he had to pull the chute, he, like, pulled his legs in opposite directions. Ah. I thought his legs were going to get torn off completely, but they weren't. He was nearly unable to walk again, and he had to get his legs, like, screwed back together, literally. <laughs> So that's also why he was in a command position doing ride-alongs and stuff during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Okay. At one point, the president, I think that was President Bush, mm -hmm. asked him to draft a letter to the Pope justifying the war, <laughs> okay. which they actually used. Uh, and McRaven was also in command of the Navy SEALs who hunted and captured Saddam Hussein. Huh. Okay. He also has a story from when he met President W. Bush. It says, so you're a Navy SEAL, huh? You can run a six-minute mile. And McRaven was like kind of amazed, but he thought, well, maybe the president doesn't know about my like parachute accident. <laughs> I mean, they are talking about a guy who waved at Stevie Wonder. Uh, Actually, that's not true. That, that was a myth. So McRaven says, I used to be able to, sir. And then Bush says, hell, we all used to be able to. And then everybody laughs. Uh, Here's something else really good. So McRaven was serving in the White House for a lot of the war on terrorism, including right. when the shoe bomber, you remember the shoe bomber? How could you forget? I mean, that's the reason we have to take off shoes at the airport when we're, we're actually going back to traveling again. So McRaven was talking about it. He's like, guys, I have an apology to the American people. I have never no. been ashamed of anything I've done in my career except for this uh, moment. I was the one who said, I guess people need to take their shoes off now. Oh, no. Yes, that was him. But he says, in my defense, I thought it was only going to be for like a few weeks, not forever. Yeah. Uh. So, sorry. I mean, with TSA pre-check, if you have that, you don't have to anymore. Yeah, another haves and have-nots. True. Great. Okay, so fast-forwarding a little bit, he talks a lot about visiting wounded soldiers because he was wounded himself, didn't go out there as much, and he speaks up for millennials. Oh. He's like, people give millennials a hard time a lot. They say they're, like, entitled and that they complain. Well, I want to say that millennials are better than my generation, i.e. the Raven's generation. Uh -huh. He's like, think of it. They're not racist. <laughs> they're open-minded. They're courageous. And they've lived through financial crises, 9-11 mm -hmm. attacks, wars. So back yeah. off. On to Osama bin Laden. 
So McRaven came up with the name Neptune Spear, a reference to the Navy SEALs. Uh -huh. who have Poseidon's trident, but he also didn't want to use Poseidon because he associates the name Poseidon with the Poseidon Adventure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which I was like, I thought computers came up with the names of operations. You don't get to pick them, but maybe that changed. Uh, I don't know. Well, because in World War II, they were selected randomly. That's how they came up with the name Operation Market Garden. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Like a person didn't come up with that. I don't know where I read this. I remember the, like hearing that generally for like, I think it was British operations, Every continent or every country had like a different sort of two-letter code, mm -hmm. and each code name would start with the like those two letters. Oh, I could I don't remember where I read this though. So it could have been like an M word and a G word. Yeah. Okay. Or or like an M O, and that's why you get Operation Mongoose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So McRaven considered two officers to lead the mission, the leader of an Army Ranger team and a Navy SEAL team. So like it wasn't only Navy SEALs under consideration, but the Army Ranger had just gone to Afghanistan and they didn't want to reassign him. The mission was so secret. And in contrast, the Navy SEAL was on leave for three weeks, during which time he could go and do the mission. And I guess whatever leave plans you have, cancel them. McRaven gave the big Independence Day style speech before the mission. He says that he went with the CIA station chief to ID the body, and McRaven wasn't sure if it was OBL, but the station chief was. He didn't give any details about who the station chief was. Mm -hmm. Could have been Jessica Chastain. Hmm. Okay. He said the corpse comparison between a Navy SEAL and Osama Bin Laden did happen, but they were back at the base. They weren't in the compound when that happened. And the president did make a joke where he's like, oh, you got all this stuff, but you didn't bring a tape measure. So it's not like they forgot the tape measure. It just uh, never occurred to them to bring it right. in the first place, I guess. That was his side of the story. <laughs> and then finally, he tells a story at a retirement ceremony. The senior year of college, he was in the ROTC. His mother called his ROTC commander to say that her son was dating two women at once. And <laughs> she wanted the commander to tell him to stop. <laughs> so it was true. He was embarrassed. Uh -huh. One of the women became his wife later on. All right. He was there when the story was told. <laughs> and McRaven said the turning point of his life was when he realized his wife was the woman he would love forever, not oh. just at 21. And uh -huh. his dad says, I didn't think you were that smart. <laughs> and those are the sea stories by Admiral William H. McRaven, retired. Check out the book if you want to hear more. Yeah, that would be a good read I'm, I'm very interested in that that's cool yeah i think overdrive also has the audiobook version so you can Ooh, listen okay. to him does, tell it. Does he read the audiobook yes he does oh that's good i always like when you know it's actually the author reading because you know, there's a difference if you're reading your own stories mm -hmm. rather than someone else reading your story who doesn't necessarily have that experience i always appreciate it yeah so thanks for tuning in to that microdot well, thank you for joining us. You can find us on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And we are The Spy Fi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to The Spy Fi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. 
This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.